because I'm a nervous wreck. Uh, yeah, I don't like talking in front of people, but I, I grew up, my, first off, my name is Michael Hamlin. I'm 27, and I grew up in Fulton, Kentucky, about an hour and a half away from here. I grew, grew up going to church, in a church about the size of this, so I kind of feel at home here in this church. It makes, reminds me of home. I come from a good home life where I learned all about hard work, and I had two different sets of parents that loved me very much. I acted right, didn't get into any trouble. I went to church on Wednesday nights, vacation Bible school. I was always at church on Sunday with my grandparents up until I was about 15 when my mom and my stepdad split up. It was around this time that uh, when we moved to Fulton that I ventured out enough to make a new group of friends who didn't, who did everything that I had not yet learned how to do. Uh, up until this point in my life, I was a good kid, didn't do nothing wrong, but I moved to Fulton and I quickly picked up on everything I shouldn't do. Um, before I knew it, I'd be, it would be a different girl a different bottle, a different handful of pills every weekend well throughout my high school years. And uh, by age 19, I'd eventually be introduced to the drugs that would, I always said I'd never do, but it always it eventually tore my life apart, and it's be meth. Any job I ever had, it would cost me. Any relationship I ever had, it would cost me. Any respect I ever had for myself, it would cost me. Fast forward to March of 2018, I'm getting arrested for the first time for possession of marijuana, paraphernalia, and methamphetamines. I got out the next morning. I didn't learn my lesson. I was right back at it. Six months go by, and again, I'm being arrested for more methamphetamines. I got out. I still didn't get it. And if I wasn't already on a downhill spiral, here's where it's about to begin. On February 23rd of 2019, I lost my mom. I woke up to the news that she didn't go to work that morning, and when somebody went to go check on her, I found her in bed like she was still asleep. And uh, I'm a mama's boy, and uh, needless to say, this sent me over the edge. Eight days after we put her in the ground, I'm checking myself back into Fulton County Detention Center for getting arrested with more methamphetamines. I stayed a little bit longer this time, and eventually when I get out, I still didn't get it. I went right back to getting high. Nothing changed. I didn't realize I had a problem. Nothing happened. Fast forward to May 2021, I'm strung out. I can't hold a job. I'm running buck wild doing whatever it is I want to do. I have no idea how to put the shovel down and quit digging a hole. My family's about to give up on me at this point. Like I said, I couldn't hold a job. None of my bills were getting paid, but I just couldn't realize that I had a problem. I got arrested at the, around the end of May, once again, for meth, about 30 different pills, and felon, and a convicted felon with the possession of a handgun. I already had seven years on probation on top of my head, and this that last arrest piled 28 years on top of it. So I'm looking at 20, I've got 28 years hanging over my head and I just turned 27 a few weeks ago and I really don't like those numbers. So I'm sitting in jail in the hole because of COVID. I'm losing my mind and all of a sudden peace comes over me and I'm able to relax. I just, I don't remember why. It's just all of a sudden I was able to relax and the next thing I know, my door clicks open and they tell me to get myself and come on. My family got the money and bonded me out. A new treatment center had just opened in Fulton called Changes Rehabilitation. It was at this time that something, I realized something's got to give, something's got to change. And even though I had to go back to jail during my stay there after my court date, the judge allowed me to go back and complete that program. It was close to the end of that program that the clarification came that I really needed long-term treatment, that I wasn't going to be able to do this on my own. I applied to about five or six different rehabs, and Teen Challenge is the one who called me back. I've been here at Teen Challenge since about August 13th, and since then I've packed on about 60 pounds. I've made breakthroughs and dealt with different areas of my life that I didn't even know needed attention, and I've learned that who I can trust is Jesus Christ. 
Over the past 13 months, nine of them here at Teen Challenge, Jesus has been there holding my hand every step of the way. It's been painful and uncomfortable at times, but so were the growing pains I got in my legs when I was a kid. I've had more growth in the past 9 to 13 months of my life than I've had over the past 27 years. I've gained back the trust of my family. When I go home on passes, I pray over the, I pray over the meals and I pray over my family. And I go to church and I sit next to people since I haven't seen since I was a kid in church. I'm able to stand up here and give my testimony rather than somebody giving, me, like, giving my eulogy. And the, and the uh, verses I keep in my pocket, and I have to remind myself of this daily, is Romans 6.21. What benefit did you reap at the time from the things you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. I keep that in my pocket because I can't ever forget where I came from. As much as I would like to, I can't, allow, I can't forget it because I can't allow myself to go back there. I've been the dog who returns to his own vomit, but God has delivered me. God has renewed me. God has transformed me in ways I never believed I'd see. I thank God for every day for the wonders he's performing in my life. And with that, I want to thank him for being here with me today and thank him for seeing me through this. And thank you for allowing me to give my testimony. Please bear with me. I'm not as good a speaker as he is in talking about this, so I'm going to do a little reading. Uh, my name is Jeff Stafford. Uh, I'll be 63 years old next month, July 19th. Uh, I've got 40-plus years of drug addiction and not being a good person, not being a good father, uh, not being a good grandfather, not being a good son. But today I'm a firm believer in Jesus Christ. Uh, my parents, Holland and Betty Stafford, raised me with my two sisters and my brother Ricky, Deshay and Cindy. Uh, they were great parents, good Christian parents. I was raised in church. I knew the difference from right and wrong. I knew what I was supposed to do. I just didn't do it. Uh, I was the only one in my family that turned to drugs and alcohol at an early age, and I ended up quitting school at 16 year old and started running around and using all kinds of drugs and uh, drinking every day. At 18 year old, my dad was a union iron worker and he told me, he said, son, I can get you an iron worker's local. Union's iron worker if you'll stop doing drugs and try to straighten up. So I went to work as a union iron worker on my 18th birthday with my father, which was my best friend. Uh, I slowed down some for a little while, but it didn't stop. I, I kept going back to the things that I thought I was supposed to do, the drugging, the running around the bars, and uh, my drinking ended up costing me a lot of jobs. And I worked all the way up to 2012's iron worker until I become disabled. And uh, in 77, I met a woman I fell in love with and we had a beautiful daughter named Ashley that is uh, still with me today, and I thank God for for her prayers. I am where I am today. Uh, I have six grandchildren. Fast forward, after spending all, a lot of years in prison, uh, I've done over 20 years in prison behind the walls of Daddyville, North Point, LaGrange. It's not something that I'm proud of, but due to my drug trafficking, my drug addictions, 
that's where it led me. My father passed away in 2016 while I was locked up. In December 21st, 2016, my best friend died. And uh, when I made parole the next year, August 2017, I didn't have anywhere to go. Uh, my daughter opened her doors to me, let me move in with her and my grandchildren. And I had to have both hips replaced, back surgery. And uh, she nursed me back to health. And after I got to where I could get in my car and go, I repaid her by going out and getting high again. After staying out high for several days, a week or two, I went home to punch the code in to go in and get some rest, clean up and get some more money. The code wouldn't work. And I called her on the phone. I said, Ashley, I said, the code won't work on the house. I said, can you open the door and let me in? And she said, oh. she said, Daddy, the code will never work for you again. As long as you're doing drugs or drinking, you're not welcome in my house. You won't see me or your grandchildren ever again until you decide to get the help that you need. So in my drug addiction self-pity, I went back out and I wallered in it for another month or two in a motel room in Calvert City and I was miserable the whole time. I wanted to see my family. I loved them. I just didn't know how to go about doing it. And uh, I kept calling and asked if I'd come to see him. And she said, if you'll go to rehab, long-term rehab, she said, I'll let you see your children, your grandchildren and me. She said, until you do, Daddy, you're not welcome to my house. And uh, the whole time she had been talking to Teen Challenge on the phone, the people who run Teen Challenge, and I didn't know this. But I got down on my knees September the 5th, 2020, beside the bed in that motel room. And I cried out to God, and I told God, I said, if you'll save me, if you'll change me, if you'll take these cravings of these drugs and this alcohol away from me, I said, I'll do whatever you want me to do. And instantly, God took my cravings of meth, pills, whatever it was, my alcohol. Since September 5th, 2020, I have not craved a pill, a, a drug, a drink of any kind. I come to Teen Challenge, and I put my all into it. And I spent a whole year, and I had some pending charges when I come. I went to court October the 4th after graduating Teen Challenge. And uh, my lawyer, we had it worked out as I was going to get probation out of court. But when we went to court, me and my mentor, Rick Crenshaw, drove me down there. And uh, my family sitting in the courtroom, and they put the cuffs on me and told me I wasn't getting probation. On, September, on October the 4th of last year, so I had to go to jail. But while I was in jail, I humbled myself, and I stayed in that Bible. I stayed in, in studying, and uh, I shared my testimony with guys in that jail, helped lead people to Christ. And uh, I questioned God. I said, God, I said, what's going on? I said, you told me if I come to any challenge and do this stuff, everything was going to be good. And uh, I said, just give me a sign. Let me know that everything I'm doing is worth it. The next morning, I get a timesheet in the mail. The judge that didn't give me probation had given me credit for 460-something days. He gave me credit for all the time I was at Teen Challenge. 
and plus more. So it made me eligible for parole after seven months on a 10-year sentence of a multiple drug trafficking charges. So I made parole the first time up. Parole board told me, said, Jeff, what are you going to do if we let you go today? And I said, I'm going back to Teen Challenge and finish my internship that I started before I left. I said, I told God that that's what I was going to do if he'd just lead me and guide me and direct me in what I was supposed to do. And she said, well, we want you to know that you don't have to go back to Teen Challenge if you don't want to. She said, your health and stuff, you can go home to your family. I said, well, I appreciate that. But I said, through Teen Challenge, God has saved my life. When I rededicated my life to Christ on my knees in that motel room, my life changed. But through Teen Challenge, the vessel Teen Challenge, man, it's, my life has got so much better. My family's been restored, my daughter, my grandchildren. The smile and the love on their face and in their hearts is unbelievable. And uh, so that's where I'm at today. I'm at Teen Challenge. I'm back from jail. I've got to do a few days as a student, but I'm fixing to go back in my internship, and I'm going to serve the year internship. And hopefully they've got a place for me on the staff to talk about letting me go to work for them and try to share with other young guys and keep them from going through what I went through all these years. Thank you all. I appreciate y'all. Good evening, everybody. Uh, we normally only do one testimony at a time, not three in a row, so it's going to be tough to follow those two. Um, but Jeff is a great guy. I'm glad that he's back at Teen Challenge. Um, he's a real influ good influence on a lot of guys, a real inspiration to a lot of us spiritually. So, And Mike, uh, he's always been a great guy to know here at Teen Challenge since I returned to Teen Challenge after I'd gone there 13 years ago in Pensacola. Um, so I'm happy to follow back behind those two guys. But um, I just want to start off by saying that um, I know you hear that from them, but uh, I want everyone to know that God really uses Teen Challenge to bring us to God, to bring us to Christ. He uses it as such a tool, and we are just so blessed to have gone through a messy situation to have come to Teen Challenge where we could have a special relationship with God. Um, it is just an awesome thing. It, it's very sad. I wish it was not true that we had to go and make so many mistakes to end up in a situation like this. Um, but it is a true blessing to be able to get to where we are with God. And uh, I'm proud of you two guys. But um, my name is uh, Carl Allen. I'm from Tallahassee, Florida. I'm 39 years old. I uh, grew up, made straight A's, never got in trouble, played baseball, was very good at it. Uh, I was the only child, had two great parents, they did not do drugs. Um, I went to a Christian middle school, um, you know, but when I went to school it was memorized scriptures or verses and stuff and we never really got into how to have a relationship with God. So I knew who God was, but I never really had a relationship with God. And uh, made straight A's through high school, never did drugs, and got me a scholarship to a community college playing baseball. and. Finally, I threw my arm out, and uh, I didn't really fit in anywhere. I didn't know where to go fit in. So I decided I'd become one of the cool guys and start going out. And in my hometown, partying is a big thing. I've come from a college town, so 
started drinking and drinking led into smoking marijuana which led to doing cocaine which led to doing ecstasy which led to selling the stuff and my life basically just went out of control i was always able to have a great job um always made good money um but it was a total disaster of me not admitting that i was a drug addict and just doing drugs uh in the shadows and uh Eventually, it got me to a place, a real dark place. The drugs will get a hold of you in such a way that you don't know why you're living anymore. Um, and when just a few things go wrong, like a bad relationship or something, you'll find yourself like me in a hotel room trying to do so many drugs to just kill yourself. Um, I've been Baker acted for suicide, I can't even tell you how many times. And it's just because I allowed drugs to get a hold of me in such a way that you just don't want to live anymore. And uh, 13 years ago, I found myself in a hotel room after about two days of doing drugs, and I did not know what was going to go on. I just wanted to die. And God sent me a sign by me just opening up the drawer of that hotel room and looking in and finding a Gideon Bible. And when I saw that, I knew that the answer was, I just need to ask God to help me. And um, so I did. And uh, turns out my family knew about a teen challenge in Pensacola and recommended that I go there. And uh, of course, I get to teen challenge and we go to our first chapel service and people are on their knees praying. They got their hands in the air and out to the side. And I'm going, where have I ended up, man? This is not normal for me. And uh, I still didn't know how to have a relationship with God. I did not know how much that could mean to me. And uh, about being there for a couple of weeks, um, I had a mentor that recommended I go to this nighttime service and all they were going to do was turn the lights down like you guys have here and they were going to play music for the night and it was just come in there and try to just see what happens. About midway through it, I don't know where it all happened or how it began, but um, I opened my heart up to God for the first time in my life and I said, God, please forgive me for all the things I have done to my family and my loved ones. I want you in my life. I need you in my life. I cannot do it without you. And next thing I know, I'm standing on my feet, my hands out in the air, and tears coming down my face like I've never had in my life. And just like the whole weight of this world had just come off my shoulders. And it was just God filling me with his spirit for the first time in my life, and I truly knew who God was. And uh, started, everything turned around. No more drugs, no more anything. Uh, returned home. Uh, finished my degree, started a new job, worked my way from the bottom to the top in technology. I was running the image and management system for the state of Florida. Uh, I don't know, I was promoted six of my first seven years there. got my BA in computer science. And, but the problem that I made or the mistake that I made is one that I see a lot of us do in this world is all of a sudden we start getting ahead in life and we get all these things back. I got a new car, I got a new home, I've got new girlfriend, I've got this, I've got that. Thank you, God, but I'm not going to church anymore. I'm not going to go today. You know, I'm not going to pick up my Bible and read it every day like I did when I needed you those 13 years ago when you saved my life. And so slowly but surely, I started putting the Bible on the shelf, going out, having one drink, having two drinks here. Well, that devil, he knows. He knows exactly how to get you. And so... He definitely came after me. Next thing I know, um, it was problems at work with a boss of mine. 
uh, started trying to take psych meds and going to the doctor, would not turn back to God. I cannot begin to tell you why I would not do that, but I, I just resisted it, decided that uh, psychiatric drugs weren't enough, and went back to my old ways. And unfortunately, it led to a darker place than I ever was before. And next thing I know, bad relationship, totaled car, house catches on fire, I lose everything that I ever owned. Um, and then right around the corner, um, I lost my dad. And my dad was always my best friend. I still miss him to this day, I got him around my neck. And the last thing he wanted before he died, he asked me to go back to Teen Challenge. And uh, even, in, even at that, when he died, um, I was still stupid enough not to go. I spent the next year and a half in a dark place at home just trying to kill myself every day. I just couldn't live. And I could not go to church. I could not go and talk to anybody about it. And, uh, but I knew again, one day I just, it was prayers answered. God spoke to me and he says, you idiot, you know where to come find me. Go back to Teen Challenge, go do it again. And it's one place I've always found God. And so I did and I, I got up, I called my stepdad. I didn't know, I mean, I wanted to get way away from home this time, so I chose Dixon, Tallahassee said, and go to this place in Dixon, Kentucky. I'm looking at it and it's going, oh, there's an Amish church down the street, huh? Well, that must be out in the middle of nowhere, so. <laughs> but I get up here, and this is how funny God works, is I get all the way up here within two days, left my job, got out of my house, uh, moved all my stuff out, got a ride here with my parents. The guy that's the pastor over this Teen Challenge was a staff member in Pensacola all those years ago. The program director is a student with me from the program all those years ago, and they welcomed me with open arms. So here I was thinking, not going to know anybody, going to do this program for a year again, and then here's God giving me these two people that meant so much to me a long time ago right there to take care of me again. And so um, it's just with God, it, it, he just he works in all of these different ways. And... Uh, even coming back, I didn't know quite that God was going to forgive me for turning my back on him. But our God is so great that when I got on my knees that first night and I asked him to forgive me, he gave me the best gift because when I got up, I saw my dad in the back of that room and I had not seen his face since he died. I couldn't see it, but I saw it that night. God gave me that back and I now continue to hear his voice every day. And... Um, there's a verse in here that I like to read. Um, I'll share it with y'all when it comes. It says, not only so, this is, sorry, this is Romans 5, uh, 3 through 6. It says, not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. So with that, I just want to thank you guys for letting me tell you all my testimony. Um, I get an awesome opportunity now to go on a missions trip to Panama next month. Um, Again, God uses Teen Challenge to touch our broken lives, our hardened hearts. He softens it to all of us guys that come in there. 
Uh, and I love him so much for all that he has done in my life, and I see him do for everybody else at Team Challenge. So thank you guys for having us tonight, and I appreciate it. Hope you all have a good night.